podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 22nd of August. Newcastle United and Man City played out a brilliant 3-0 draw at St James's Park yesterday. Ilkay Gundogan gave Man City an early lead before goals from Almiron and Callum Wilson put the home side in front. A stunning Kieran Trippier free kick extended the Magpies' lead before Haaland and Bernardo Silva clawed back the deficit to ensure both teams shared the points. Newcastle manager Eddie Howe described the result and the performance as being a big step forward. In the shock result of the weekend, Chelsea lost to Leeds 3-0 at Ellen Road. After being second best for the first 30 minutes, Leeds struck a quick-fire double through Aronson and Rodrigo. They added a third through Jack Harrison in the second half. Leeds boss Jesse Marsh was delighted with his team and said of them, They've tried to adapt in every aspect I've asked them to. They've committed to the environment that we've created and validation moments like this are really important for continued progress. And finally, Arsenal are top of the league after a convincing away win at newly promoted Bournemouth. A slick performance saw them score twice early through a Martin Odegaard double before a beauty from centre-back William Saliba secured all three points in a 3-0 win. The result leaves Arsenal with nine points from three games, the only team in the league with a 100% record. Bournemouth, meanwhile, have lost both games since beating Villa on the opening day of the season and it doesn't get any easier for them. They face Liverpool at Anfield on Saturday. Those are your headlines. Right, let's start off then. Newcastle against Man City yesterday. A fantastic way to end uh, end the game, uh, end the day of football on the Sunday. Uh, look, we can all talk about the things off the field with both these clubs, the ownership models, the the uh, nation state, oil state ownership. I don't think many of us agree with it, uh, but I felt like yesterday it was a real throwback game. There's both teams going at it, men at it, as Sunas would say. Um, I thought Newcastle were tremendous. When Eddie Howe says it's a big step forward, I think it's... I think he's certainly right on that, but I think it's also a real testament to to Newcastle and the team he's put together there that a game at home to Man City is seen as a litmus test. Because I think in, in previous, not even previous seasons, previous months even, the end of last season, so not, not long ago, you just wouldn't have seen that as any sort of test for Newcastle. You'd have just thought, well, they're going to lose to Man City. Their tests are against the likes of Bournemouth, the likes of Fulham, the likes of maybe Villa at a stretch. But they've come on so much now that you can you can genuinely look at it and say, Newcastle versus Man City, we can work out where Newcastle are now as a result of playing maybe the best team in the world. And that is uh, that's a huge improvement. Um, Man City, I thought, were, were good for, for decent spells of that game, but I've never seen them look so open as they did in that, in that first half. Newcastle were just really... They were they were direct, but they weren't hitting long balls. They were just getting runners, getting runners running at Man City centre backs, and it's it's not easy to deal with that. No matter who you are, if you've got the likes of Almiron, the likes of Sam Maximum, who was unbelievable yesterday, uh, Bruno Guimaraes running from midfield, it it was just it was a sort of black and white tide constantly going at the Man City defence for that first certainly for the first thirty five forty minutes. I thought it was excellent, and. Um, once Man City got back into it at 3 all, I think everyone assumed they'd go ahead and win it. And the fact that they didn't, and the fact that Newcastle held out and were so uh, resilient, I just think it was I just, it was a great game. It's certainly the best game of the season so far. I think we're going to have a lot of good games to watch with Newcastle involved this season. Um, and yeah, terrific stuff. If you haven't seen the uh, highlights, go and watch them immediately. Right, let's move on. Second headline was about Chelsea losing to Leeds 3-0. Um, 
yeah, shock performance, shock result. Here's Gary Hayes from the Chelsea podcast to give us an overview of the game and what he thinks about Chelsea at the moment. Oh, Chelsea, where do you start? Just when you think everything's going to plan, then moving forward, they like to slap you in the face and remind you of the reality. And the reality is that Chelsea aren't quite there yet. I think they're going to be scrapping for a top four finish this season with Tottenham and Arsenal, who are themselves both looking a lot better than Chelsea at the moment. But I just think that after the start of the season they had with that Everton win, which is a controlled tactical display from Tuchel, they should have beaten Spurs, say, for some Mike Dean slaughtering chickens, um, VAR officiating. Um, and then obviously Leeds is that reality check, isn't it? I think that they should have won that game. They were looking good in the first 20 minutes. And then suddenly Mendy just shows that while he was a good solution to the Kepa problem, I don't think he's going to be Chelsea's long-term uh, selection as goalkeeper. I think they need to upgrade, not immediately, but in the future, because they're making upgrades elsewhere on the pitch. And I think that the goalkeeper needs to be looked at at some point. But I think generally speaking, for where Chelsea are as a club, it shouldn't be all doom and gloom. Let's remove this Leeds game. It's been a good summer. There's been some good signings. They've had to clear a lot out. They've still got a lot more to clear out. And I think that this idea that Chelsea can just roll up and turn over teams in the way that Man City can, they're not going to be in that position for another year or so. There's still loads more work to do. But I don't think it should be all doom and gloom. I think that they've moved in the right direction. Leeds was just a reality check. That was Gary Hayes from the Chelsea podcast. Uh, Subscribe to that. Listen to that. Very good stuff if you're a Chelsea fan. Good stuff even if you're not a Chelsea fan. But uh, it makes more sense if you are a Chelsea fan to listen to a Chelsea-specific podcast. Okay, finally then, Arsenal top of the league. Uh, I mean, it's... uh, Arsenal is showing what a really well-run football club looked like at the moment. There's other clubs in in, in similar sort of positions financially, in similar positions in terms of uh, finishing places over the last couple of seasons. I'm thinking about Man United, for example. Uh, Arsenal are showing that they, they've got a plan. They've got a plan, they've got a long-term strategy, they've got a manager in place, they know what, they know what they're doing. And we're seeing that come to fruition now after a rocky couple of seasons. Um, we saw glimmers of, the, of that last season, I think it's really starting to settle in now. Gabriel Jesus, new signer from Man City of course, he looks like he's been there for five seasons. He's slotted in perfectly. Um, we weren't sure if he was a striker even at the start of the season, were we? He, he was he was making different noises that maybe he was a you know a winger, an inverted winger, someone who wants to play wide for his country and therefore wants to do the same for his club and try and get that World Cup spot for Brazil. But actually, he slotted in perfectly as that number nine. Um, yeah, good recruitment throughout. I think it probably helps Gabriel Jesus that there's other Brazilian lads in the team in the dressing room. I'm sure that can't can't harm him. Um, but yeah, Odegaard as captain looks like a really, really good move. I know he's captain of Norway and has been for a while, even as a young man. But yeah, I, I think this is a very promising Arsenal side. I, I know they haven't played the best teams yet. Um, and there will be much sterner tests to come. But right now, as it stands, on the 22nd of August, uh, you've got to look at it and think Arsenal are a good, good shout for a top four finish. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't want to get any hopes up. <laughs> Arsenal fans know not to get their hopes up but I don't want to get anyone else's hopes up uh, but yeah this is looking good for Arsenal Saliba at the back as well that partnership with Gabriel looks uh, looks very promising uh, and Zinchenko has been a complete a breath of fresh air really I mean I'm a big fan of Kieran Tierney 
I'm not really sure how he's going to get back into this side. Unless they want to move Zinchenko to midfield and then what happens with, with Xhaka or still talk about Tielemans coming in from Leicester. So good problems for Arsenal to have. Uh, you know, abundance of talent in, in multiple positions is a good problem for any any club to have. So, yeah, watch this space. Arsenal were looking very good. All right, that's all we've got time for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily where we'll be talking, I presume, about uh, Liverpool and Man United. All right, see you then. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.